This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू एन एल हफ्ता आई विल स्टार्ट विद प्लगिंग पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज वेन द पब्लिक पेज द पब्लिक इज सर्व वेन एडवर्टाइजर्स पे एडवर्टाइजर्स आर सर्व प्लीज पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री गो टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम ऑन द टॉप राइट हैंड कॉर्नर क्लिक सब्सक्राइब एंड पे वी हैव ए न्यूज लॉन्ड्री सेना प्रोजेक्ट एज वेल वे यू कैन कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट टू द सेना एंड द प्रोजेक्ट वी वर्किंग ऑन इज टू फाइंड आउट who owns which news platform uh, we did this when we had just launched but now there are a lot more news platforms and the ownership patterns are a lot more complicated we have put a team aside to get to the bottom of that because who owns your news impacts what your news is also please rate our podcast from whatever platform you listen to our podcast because when you rate it and we get a higher rating then more people discover us and then more people subscribe to us and we can do more stories and reports and tell people about it word of mouth also helps I'll tell you the email that you need to send your um feedback to whenever we finish but before that let me introduce our guest today we have Sushant Sareen joining us Sushant great to be here is a columnist for many news organization including News Laundry uh he is right now a senior fellow at the Observer Research Foundation he's a writer and an author he has we previously been a senior fellow at the Vivekananda Indian International Foundation and a consultant at the Institute for Defense Studies and Analysis that's IDSA and he used to run uh, a, a news publication that used to get news from all over the subcontinent and just compress it into all the India related stuff and he's the author of the book The Jihad Factory Pakistan's Islamic Revolution in the Making and he's also a man whose mouth is even filthier than mine so Welcome Sushant. Wow. Thanks. He really doesn't know what to say. Madhu, ab dekhna. You keep tokoing me na. Now just see. See what is coming. Anyways, so Can I use colorful language? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Madhu's bandit, but it slips out now and then. So, uh, first let's go over the headlines and we discuss what made the news and what didn't and why our podcast is the number one. What happened, Manisha? Donald in the Trump world of made a lot of news in India. Uh, he was in a press conference with the Pakistan Prime Minister, where he said that Modi has asked him to uh, mediate, and he said that I can help out and I can solve this long, long issue for you if you want. I'm happy to help. <laughs> this created a lot of furor in India. India put out a tweet denying this. Um, we said that this is not a bilateral issue for us. Uh, a congressman also said that Trump has man- handled this really badly. TV channels went berserk. Liar Trump trended on Twitter, so it was a fun two day. Uh, the JNK governor said urged militants that they shouldn't kill uh, special police officers or personal security officers; they should kill the corrupt instead. He said, "Ki kyu fizool PSOs ko maar rahe ho? Jo tumhe loot hai, unko maro." This reminds me of something someone had said long ago, but yeah. Uh, mm. This also created quite a lot of furore. I think Umar Abdullah tweeted that if something happens to us, it's the governor's fault if we get murdered. And then he apologized. He said, "I just said this in a fit of anger." Karnataka government's finally fallen. Thank God. Because, <laughs> thank God. I think because <laughs> I really was... felt bad for all the journalists covering this because it just went on for so long. <laughs> look at the <laughs> priorities. Be done with governance. Be done with what's happening with two people and the politics. It was and so boring was also. So bo- I can't days. even read it. And what? it was the government was doing anything anyways. They weren't turning up. It was a dysfunctional government. Yeah, the speaker. These guys weren't turning up in the assembly for voting. I think they started very late. The speaker got angry also and said that, "What are you guys doing?" Was in attendance. So anyway, that's gone. <laughs> uh, 
uh, in the Payal Tadavi suicide case today, the her letter has been discovered. It's been printed all over newspapers, and she's very categorically said that her three uh, doctors there uh, were harassing her over her caste. They made casteist comments at her. They didn't allow her to work, and she complained about them. Yet nothing happened, and she finally committed suicide. Uh, Lok Sabha has passed the RTI amendment bill. As has the Rajya Sabha. Yes, uh, and the and there was division in the opposition. Uh, there were opposition parties that voted with the government in this. Twenty-six. Hmm. Yeah, and there are letter wars again. Forty-nine uh, celebrities, which included people like Anurag Kashyap, uh, wrote to the PM expressing their concern they, on religious hate crimes and lynchings. And there's been a counter letter by sixty-one celebs, which includes Kangana Ranaut, Prasoon Joshi, who can be called celebs, but. People like Vivek Agnihotri and I went through the list. In fact, we'll discuss that also. <laughs> Eminent personalities who said that kuch nahi hai. This is hmm. just selective and nonsense. Um, there was a Sonbhadra massacre where ten people died and twenty-four were uh, twenty-four people have been arrested in that case. There were lots of visits. Priyanka Gandhi went and visited, and she said, "Rahul ji ne mujhe bheja hai. Rahul ji meri leader hai. I think that made quite a lot of news. Hmm. And Sheila Dixit passed away. At eighty-one, and yes, conspicuous by his absence was Rahul Gandhi. If there was any. Final proof required that this man does not belong in politics. It was this that one of the most visible leaders of your party, who took a lot of shit for your family's sake, she went into battles which she was certainly going to lose just to protect the Gandhi family name. Dies. You don't even show up for the cremation. He did not. You don't belong in politics. I, I forget what opposition will think. Your own card will be so disheartened. Yeah. Yeah. मतलब अर्थी कंधा देने तो आ जाओ. तो I really think I don't know what why he is still in politics. It's crazy. Yeah. When does the king go for the funeral of a courier? You know, it doesn't happen. Uh, about Sheila, True. the two things: um, my daughter, who'd been away studying in uh, RISD architecture, uh, she came back after a year and was suddenly driving around those the new highways that were created. Mm. And she said she looked around and she says, "Ma, this is my country." so we forget actually how she did transform delhi and the one thing that during the uh, asia the asiad games no cw commonwealth commonwealth games, games mm. uh, when um, uh, she was introduced the roar that went up ah, from right. the public of approval and who was the person the politician kalmadi who was booed he was booed and prince charles Turn to Kalmari and says, "Seems they don't like you much here, do they?" <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, we'll get into a little more detail on this. I think, and this is we've discussed this often with Anand. There's also been when someone dies, there seems to be a lot of praise. I think a lot of it was a bit overdone. I mean, it's like giving Sheila Dixit the you know credit for all that happened. Really, is like giving Rajiv Gandhi credit for computers. If he wasn't a computer in India, he wouldn't have come. It wasn't there. But it's like. इंटरनेट जैसे वो जी मोदी जी हैज गॉट द इंटरनेट रेवोल्यूशन सो आई मीन या सो आई थिंक वी डिस्कस आई थिंक यू आर रॉन्ग ऑन दैट आई आई एम नॉट अ कांग्रेस सपोर्टर बट हैड शीला दीक्षित बीन अ कैंडिडेट फॉर चीफ मिनिस्टरशिप आफ्टर 2014 आफ्टर शी वाज आउटस्टेड आई वुड हैव वोटेड फॉर हर एनी डे टुडे द वे शी मैनेज टू गेट थिंग्स डन इन अ वेरी वेरी नॉन कॉम्बैटिव काइंड ऑफ अ वे वेरी कोऑपरेटिव वे I think you know. Look, political differences aside, she was a performer, and she did it. There was a certain decency about her, the way she went about things, mm. the way she managed to pull off the kind of things she pulled off. Uh, what Madhu is talking about, you know, all those flyovers. Because when I don't travel that side, especially the eastern part of Delhi, I don't consider it Delhi anyway. So mm. uh, 
whenever I've gone that side and I've seen, you know, the uh, the kind of uh, highways and the f flyways they've made to uh, uh, go to North Delhi from that side, uh, I was astounded because I'd never imagined that uh, this kind of a thing was happening out here. So uh, clearly on infrastructure, power situation, I live in a slum called Gurgaon. Uh, I don't know when power will come and when power will go. In Delhi, uh, at least as long as she was there. No, uh, I remember the power no, situation. No, the power, power improved after, after Kejriwal. No, I remember. But no, I remember. No, it was it, it deteriorated after Kejriwal. Not at all. No, not at all. Yeah, carry on. And uh, also, she uh, greened uh, Delhi. You know, if people forget so quickly, because when say twenty years ago, twenty-five years ago, pavements were uh, no thirty years ago they were red bajri. Okay, there was no paving, there was no grass. It was just basically uh, bajri and stone. And Lou used to fly, um, you know, blow through Delhi for six weeks to a month to two months with hot winds. People have like today. I was speaking to young children, grandchildren. They don't know what Lou is. Whereas I remember sitting through a summer in my study where the the dust would cover all my books. Would face would be with grime. Yeah. But so that greening of Delhi, people don't notice when a good thing happens, when something uncomfortable disappears. Lou has disappeared because of the greening of Delhi. Yeah, but, but that's, that's a fact that she, I mean, ruled Delhi for 15 years, for that matter only. But in fact, we'll get into a little more detail about Shradesh. Let's go over the rest of the headlines. Uh, there was the Bihar and the. Yes, I am flood, 170 dead, over one yeah. crore affected. This happens annually. And, and the kind of animals that are affected and the number of animals that are affected. And NRC has also been pushed to August 31st because of this. The final list yeah. will be out August 31st Earlier now. the Supreme Court uh, had uh, had said that you have to finish mm. by the 31st of July, but now they've pushed it. Yeah, As final list will come Income tax out. filing has also been pushed by a month for those of you lazy people who are still running and scuttling around. Chandrayaan 2 mission was launched successfully and just today another maneuver has been successfully done in outer space. Today is also Vijay Devas, the day we won the Kargil war. So um, congratulations to our brave Fogies, uh, many of whom are not treated very well. Uh, there was a very interesting story today of that guy who's managing traffic yeah. in Punjab. Then Boris Johnson has taken charge of the UK Prime Ministership. And as as they say, the, the lunatics are running the asylum. I, what, do you like Boris? I have a feeling oh, you'll I love say, him. Huh? Anyone Listen, who everybody hates will say I love. No, because look. No, he's entertainment. He's, he's en look, look, he's, he's entertaining. Fodder. He's entertaining. Huh. Uh, he's very witty. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's very funny whenever he talks. But... Uh, please don't forget that he was a very good mayor uh, of London, number one, very successful mayor. Number two, um, a lot of the stuff which he talks about, it might look to be very, very uh, facetious, even frivolous, but uh, actually it isn't. So, um, you know, there is this, people from your ilk have hmm. this problem which with people, <laughs> you know, political correctness and all of that. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so uh, he's he's not politically correct. Uh, he tends to make certain gaffes, which you know, in a very mm. uh, stuffy kind of a society, is not uh, mm. accepted. But otherwise, I think he's a very bright guy. Mm. And let's see how it works There's out. There's uh, lots of stuff on the internet about him on his funny moments. And the one I love the most is when he was going on the zip line in London, opening, inaugurating the new zip line, and he got stuck in the middle, and he's hanging there. And people are jeering at him, making fun of him and everything. And he's also having a good laugh. 
Yeah, but I, mean, I don't think those are the reasons. At least I like or dislike him. It's purely he has zero I don't like or dislike him at all. Like what he used to write earlier. I think he's entertaining. You see his journalism pieces on the EU and what his position is. It's like Farage. He says these like even Boris Johnson. He had said the policies. In fact, I think the Independent listed them. He said the policies that EU has thrust upon us. Now it emerges those are not EU policies. Those are pretty Britain's policies. Those are so I mean the complete dishonesty with and, which they and peddle their agenda is my problem, not political correctness. And he seems to be completely wild. And he's gotten he away this, because of Oxford Eaton Thappa. No, ah, that is the, had no. this raving fight with his girlfriend where they were throwing plates and china ah. and all that. And Vaz's neighbors called them, called yeah. the police, complaining. That's pretty wild. Then Robert Mueller said. Then That's what makes him so interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? 2016 election, he did not exonerate Trump. That is a very interesting hearing, actually. But he didn't incriminate him either. How? Yeah, but how he walked the line. Then the Kerala High Court judge praises Brahmin, say they should always be at the helm of affairs because they are the twice born. So I found that interesting that uh, judges from tears. In fact, uh, yesterday the Chief Minister of Uttarakhand. Aapke, aapke Chief Minister Manisha Pandeji Trivendra Singh Rawat says cows exhale oxygen and you can cure tuberculosis also by living next to them so yeah. mein bahut tuberculosis so, problem but he hasn't heard about so. what the cows do to the ozone layer yeah I don't know then uh, Pranam Mukherjee says the three, 5 trillion dollar economy isn't coming out of heaven anyway Pranam Mukherjee did his utmost during his stint as the finance minister I don't know how quickly people forget what I'd they like did I'd like to ask Sushant's opinion on this the economy and the Unemployment and where his government is going. And finally, there was this entire bunch of letters and counter letters which we are also going to discuss. Is there a new election coming anytime? Well, well Haryana normally that's the, the record end. of what? When all these, you know, the, the entire intolerance debate started. Actually, that's factually incorrect, but we oh, shall discuss it, that in well, detail. Is going to happen. No, no, the, it happened Marazza's earlier. It happened, it happened in 2016. It happened in midway through 2017. There was an election coming up. But the, that the is Bihar, the... Before the Bihar election like started. India may also every year there's an election. Yeah. So that's also every three months. We can't really like... But let's start off with, I would just like to rant a little about the RTI. I don't know if anybody else has any rant on it. I found it from a point of view of media coverage disgraceful that when something as powerful as the RTI was being read, for those of you who are wondering what the amendments are, the government has put out this pamphlet which other people are sharing that there is no amendment to the act. Basically, the appointment of information commissioners earlier was not completely under the central government the way it is right now, right from how much they'll be paid to when they can be removed. There were certain fixed terms. It was almost... The process of removing an information commissioner was as much as it is to remove an election commissioner. Um, so it's, in a sense, all information commissioners now can be handpicked by the central government and they will have to toe the line. Otherwise, they can be removed just as easily as, as others. So I think that's a really sad thing. I think the RTI was one of the only good things to have come out of you know, uh, policy and, and parliament in a very long time that actually directly impacted citizens across the board. So enough about the politicians and people like BJD, CJD who paltoed, which I'm not surprised. Even when there was an attempt to uh, attempt to amend it back in 2005 or six, that time I think the Rajasthan governor was Bharathing Shekhawat, a former BJP man, who he and Mr. Sibyl were speaking the same language. He wanted to shut down Aruna Roy's Thelonia and all the RTI thing from the BJP. The Congress was doing the same line, but of course, as soon as it comes to your information. I read an interesting piece saying that the one reason they have done this is just so that the PM's degree RTI can be 
done away with once and for all because <laughs> how embarrassing would it be that I've been lying about my degree all this while so that's why they don't want it to come out but I think what was sadder was that that night the kind of coverage that was being done other than India Today had uh, channel had one um, one hour discussion on it NDTV had a discussion on it but pretty much all the other channels were just discussing WhatsApp pe they sent this that sent this so from a news point of view I think this was a story that was just wasted. I mean, no one served the public purpose other than a few. Do you think it's that important an issue or not? I don't watch television. <laughs> you just appear on it. <laughs> yeah, because I get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I feel that uh, the government, the two things, the government was foolish by bringing it so because RTI is uh, more or less dead. If you see all the cases from CIC, uh, whichever case went to the judiciary, so all the cases have been managed by the ju- through the judiciary. And for I mean, pending, all all cases, all all uh, were uh, you know. Uh, and the pendency is also going as high as cases. No, no, the CIC, record. if they give a positive, uh, uh, you know, decision in your favor, the government goes to the judiciary and it goes against you. So all cases, I mean, it's ninety nine percent. That is the rate. So the government was foolish by bringing, you know, the entire attention on this issue. It is unnecessary. The second is, the government is not so foolish because they need to rein in people who are going to come, you know, uh, as CIC or as mm-hmm. information exactly. commissioners. So unko, uh, they, they just want to control those guys. So for uh, by bringing this in, ki boss, we are going to control you. So watch, when, whenever you join, you know, in, as information officer, you will have to be, uh, you have to work on us. Hame salam Ladies, you have any view on this? I, th- I think uh, these issues really unite all the parties. Yeah. Mm. Because none of them want RTI, uh, right. RTI to work. Absolutely. And um, so in that sense, there was barely any opposition or debate. And the three sections I think which they're adding amendments to is section 13, 27 uh, really will change the structure of this is the main yeah how uh, they will function and I think that's extremely damaging controlling their appointment and their salaries that is the main thing and and where they'll be placed location so and the sad part is that just like what happened when section 66A was passed the public is a mute spectator to all the things that damage them and we can't actually can't do anything except create a noise which sometimes works sometimes doesn't most of the time it doesn't i would have hoped for more journalists talking about it forget television but it's such an important tool for journalists right so many great good stories have come out of rti and mm. still such a it's and it's an rti story is so short short so it does, I mean, I would have expected more journalists to sort of make noise about this. I had broken several stories. Losing uh, RTI. Uh, ah, that's CWG, all this uh, is RTI. One so of the Nikhil Nikhil. stories, I got letter of Pandam Mukherjee <laughs> through the RTI. <laughs> hmm. But uh, of late, yes, I had filed about 34, 35 of them. They've and stopped I couldn't responding. Get anything, huh? uh, but um, remember that uh, edict that Smriti Rani, when she was Minister of INB, had ordered one day 
do you remember which one it was when Narendra Modi the next morning cancelled the order immediately because oh, yeah, of yeah. the outcry? Yes. From from that journalists. That was for the media. Yeah, for yeah, the media. Yeah. What was the issue there? The, it was the, on the media. That was a five-member committee uh, that they she had, had set, set up, up to regulation uh, cases. Exactly. I think to check fake news. And because of the outcry, it mm. was yeah yeah within ah. a day within 24 so hours so yeah. I think there are times when an outcry works yeah. outrage works but somehow this RTI seems to uh, go in a sort of esoteric way to people I'll tell it you why there hasn't been outrage this time but then I'll be I'll be accused especially by Joy by for, for, for backing a man he hates and who used to be my friend and colleague when 2005-2006 happened RTI amendments file notings that Anega tha Jantar Mantar pe bawal macha tha I was an activist back then. Palash Sen Kulai had a rock concert. 8,000 people chief minister or deputy chief minister. That time, Aruna Rao and all, I mean, I have a lot of respect for her. But these people are prima donnas. They're like Michael Jackson. They're the stars who come in when all the you know donkeys have done the work. They, they don't actually do the work. Now, she may have done it a long time ago. Same thing with Anna. Now, he's saying BJP has whatever stabbed us in the back. Then come sit on protest. The point is you need the donkeys to go around and get everything together. And both the donkeys used to do all the work of mobilizing people to do the RTI. There were three attempts at amendment. All three times, once we get out PM's house, that turned Manmohan Singh, we sat twice on Jantar Mantar. Who used to do that? All the people used to do that are today up. So no one's doing that because the rest of the people will tweet, they'll appear on a few panels, but they will not mobilize. It's strange so, though. So I mean, there are a lot of RTI activists in India, yeah, right? Yeah, but dude, there are I'm a lot of activists. But the people who used to no mobilize on the ground, there were five people who used to mobilize on the ground. Three of them are in government. The other two have, you know, got No, but then the jobs. question is, if uh, Arvind Kejriwal believed so strongly, not if, since he, hmm. since he believed in the RTI so strongly, why didn't he do anything? But he himself now. curtailed. He himself curtailed all the information. If you file an RTI with Delhi government, you are not getting the reply. So you need people to mobilize and they are there. Now I want to come to the other very interesting point and I've loved uh, Sushant's take on this, which was on what Trump said. Yes. Now, First you must tell us what Trump said. So what Trump said was, so was that he was sitting with <laughs> Imran Khan yeah. who looks a little like Michael Jackson. I, I don't know what he's doing to his face but he doesn't look real, like a real person anymore. I don't know. He looks weird. He looks like a decadent. His face has just gone and to pot. kind of strange. But he was uh, sitting with Mr. Trump and Trump said that, yeah, Modi had asked me to mediate on Kashmir. So, uh, so, I'd be very so happy. now Imran Khan, for those of you listening, has gone back to a hero's welcome in Pakistan and he said, I feel like I won the World Cup. I guess because he got more Trump to say whatever he did. I don't think Trump had thought this through. You'd think Trump has thought this through. I think this is something, I think he's a pale. And now he's saying But sorry, you think that India's response should be a lot firmer on this? I, Why? See, I believe that India's response should have been a lot firmer because this is the time where you tell and you convince the world that you know, this is one red line uh, which nobody can cross, no matter what, right? Uh, and the kind of anodyne statements, you know, the Ministry of External Affairs issues, they can, I, I've written about it, they are co coma-inducing, right? Uh, 
anything which the Ministry of External Affairs normally issues. And what they what they say in the UN nowadays is like pulse raising. You know, the kind of expressions which they use, mothership of terrorism and stuff mm. like that. But normally what the kind of statements they issue, they put anybody to sleep. Uh, so so I I was uh, I'm of the view that the prime minister because he has been named should have come and he doesn't need to you know enter into a slanging match but needs to come and say that you know we never had this conversation and what we had conversation maybe clarify because I find it inconceivable that somebody like Modi given his ideological uh, you know persuasion background hmm. and uh, his care with words his care with words and the fact that you know he has enough diplomatic and political experience to know what he can push and what he can't what he needs to say and what he doesn't uh, for him to make this kind of a proposition and that also to somebody as garrulous as trump trump right so i i, I don't think that's credible what i so one is of course that when they were speaking, uh, you know, because this meeting happened just a few weeks after this whole fracas on Balakot, uh, and and that was a near war situation. So perhaps that did come up, and maybe you know Modi would have plugged the line of terrorism being exported from Pakistan, and that the U.S. needs to do more, you know, on on this whole thing. What is happening in Kashmir? They need to lean on the Pakistanis now. Whether when should have gone down that road or not is debatable, but that's another matter. And Trump kind of assumed that you know we are asking for him to step into this whole thing and seeking his mediation, because within in that same uh, press talk, sitting with Imran Khan, who incidentally has spiritual ministrations. For his looks, and if you read his ex-wife's book, hmm. you know there's there's puts dal uh, on his uh, body, no? Uh, all sorts of other things. I don't think. Uh, ki dal. I, I, I <laughs> thought you you've you've prevented us from saying certain things on this uh, podcast, so, so I don't think we can go into details of uh, his kinkiness. But the point is that um, uh, what Trump said, he was actually contradicted himself because first he said he's asked me to. Mediate, mediate or arbitrate then he goes on to say then I'll speak to him and I'll see what he says now if Modi has said that please go ahead then he should have announced but that. I think so So one is that the other is that maybe you know uh, given the kind of uh, craziness which the Pakistanis have that you mentioned the word Kashmir regardless of what context Kashmir is mentioned if Kashmir is mentioned it means Pakistan has won right so uh, you know uh, Trump must have thought, okay, fine, let me bait this guy. Let me tell him that, okay, fine, you know, I'm I'm interested. Let's, I'm ready to do something on Kashmir, which incidentally, it has been a kind of an American position. But do you yes, think Trump is smart enough? Something, do you think Trump is smart enough for that? Sides. Listen, uh, if he's a billionaire, even if a lot of his wealth is inherited, hmm. he can't be nobody's fool, right? Who? Trump. Trump. He's Just not a billionaire. His wealth is questioned many times. He's ba- gone yeah, bankrupt that, three correct. times. Bankrupt, he's been. Yeah, so times. the bank saved him for whatever reason. So, and I th- disagree with you on two points. One, you're giving him far too much credit for intelligence by saying that he you, you thought he's he's doing a bait. I think he thinks uh, he says things without thinking. That's one thing. This is a man. You have to take his statements with a pinch of salt because this is the man who went to Israel and he's sitting with Israeli officials and he says, I've just come from the Middle East. And mm. the 
अमेरिकन एम्बेसडर टू इसराइल इज़ लाइक हाइडिंग इज फेस एंड डज नो वॉट टू से बिकॉज बगर यू आर इन द मिडल ईस्ट दैट्स वन सो आई वुडेंट आई थिंक एवरी वन टेक्स दैट्स वन थिंग सेकेंडली आई थिंक इज अ फ्री फ्लोइंग माइंड दैट्स एज एनीथिंग इज दो ब्राउन पीपल आर फाइटिंग सो ही प्रज्यूम्स दैट अमेरिकन प्ले अ रोल डजेंट रियलाइज दैट इंडिया पोजिशन इज बीन रेडिकली अगेंस्ट एनी मीडिएशन सो दैट्स वन थिंग सेकेंडली आई थिंक that the ministry of external affairs i disagree with you on that i think they did the correct thing because by just saying that this conversation never happened and modi not getting personally involved because trump is a very petty personal guy so if you get into a slanging match with him say if modi said denied officially from himself from uh, said that i did not say this there would be a twitter war so what the ministry of external affairs knowing what kind of man he is they issued the statement that none of this was brought up none of this was discussed modi never said it and that i think is enough because it leaves the door open to further discussions with america without uh, pulling uh, getting personal with trump and making it personal between modi and trump they depersonalized it I which i think was a clever thing to do i think wh- why modi can get away with it right now is although the next day the economic advisor to trump in a press conference because you know a lot of media reported that modi just made uh, trump just made this up modi did not say any such thing uh, he said to a question that was asked to him and that was played several times on cnn that what mr trump said that mr modi asked him to mediate is the indian media's claim he just made it up so he turned to that reporter and said that is a very rude question to ask the president does not make up things if he said it happened it happened the rest is not my brief i'm an economic advisor you can ask whatever boltenek or so they double down on it the only why modi can get away with it is because there's no opposition a credible opposition who can question and hold his feet to the fire ki bhai hamare prime minister ko dehati aurat bola tha nawaz sharif ne they discredited manmohan completely with that there's no to do it so he can chill but i i i agree that if you take on trump directly he will take the debate to a level where Look, you can't go number 1 in no bureaucracy anywhere in the world if the principal guy has said something the others have to kind of support it one way or another whether they you know they they say and that yes and this has happened he, repeatedly with trump it will happen he right he puts his foot in, foot in it all the time and then they sort of uh, they try and paper it over they, yeah they try you to know, fix it look at what the state department tweet was the state department tweet did not deny what I, trump said but they said that look we would like both sides to sit down and talk to each other and if we can help we'll help, help right yeah. which has been a traditional american position there is no change in that they've been saying that for as long as i can remember hmm. so that is one part of it the second part of it is look madhu i i take your point and that's an argument which a lot of people have made and there's merit in that argument the problem however is you make my argument common <laughs> no it's it's it, it, it's a valid I don't argument like feeling ordinary it's a valid argument and okay. sometimes valid arguments are common arguments All which right. is fair enough but this point is that look before trump said this there've been other people for example in russia and others who have tried to enter into this fracas between india and pakistan on kashmir they made statements including the special envoy on afghanistan uh, uh, kabulov right there are people who've said these things and we've let it pass 
the point is the more you let it pass the more people, the more people think that they have some space where they can wait basically in. i think it's like so it's you like need to shut this down and you don't need to shut it down by entering into a slanging match there are very uh, sophisticated formulations you can make and say that maybe it was misunderstood by the or, president or, or, even, or, or, or say something else or even israel know? has such a close relationship with the us for the longest time but whenever certain statements are made that are on on the west bank that go against what their position is they put a very firm statement out irrespective of how good their relationship with that country is and they've done that increasingly so Listen, in and it doesn't impact and doesn't in adversely impact the long term relationship with the us and they have made very firm statements against the us in the past as well hmm. in this case the afghan statement was i think firmer in the sense that of course trump also said i'll wipe them off the face of earth and i can do that but i won't but their statement was like okay clarify what you're saying i i think that no less than the pm should have issued a statement but look again mm-hmm. you know it was a politically incorrect statement to make you don't make these kind of statement but it's a factual statement but if the americans actually want Wanted. to wipe out afghanistan forget afghanistan if they want to wipe out any other country they have the wherewithal to do it and i think he's uh, exaggerating uh, the time frame when he says 7 to 10 days he can do it in one day flat all he needs to do is fire all his nukes and the damn country so, so the point so but aside of that the 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 fact of the matter is that yes look he's a guy who shoots his mouth off he's a man who's politically incorrect uh, everything he says is not carefully constructed he says what comes in his mind uh, and i think uh, for me from my point of view i think on this whole kashmir question we need to shut this down because we don't give space that other people think that they can step in and you know dheere dheere karke try and push things through manisha what was it's interesting what you said about trump because while when i was watching the press conference i finally figured his appeal like he's a man of such simple solutions <laughs> and i think people love exactly. that you know he's just like yeah. kashmir is so pretty and now there's just bombs everywhere it should stop <laughs> you know <laughs> and everyone is just so taken in i think this is the age of like anti nuance anti complexities and they love the fact that someone just comes and give these simple solutions that's that that's typical you know american the normal garden variety american that's what I it is i think that's what people love that he just very simply just offers these yeah the garden variety american has simple solutions to all like problems <laughs> now and the best thing one more thing about trump was this um you know there's a presidential seal Uh, the official presidential spe- seal which is projected behind him um so the latin seal he changed it to spanish which said 45 is a puppet since he's the 45th president and sort of uh, anti so he brings in uh, a two-headed bird which is usually uh, uh, on the seal is a one hmm. one eagle one-headed eagle he br- brought in a two-headed bird which actually associates with the russian coat of arms so with the implication of his involvement with russia and that he's a puppet of russia and then the eagle is holding golf clubs golf clubs nobody noticed it through the whole lecture the whole speech until afterwards and, and this is where was he making the speech uh he was making this at uh, to a conservative student group called turning point <laughs> in a hotel Clever, guys. Okay. and uh, obviously somebody in the audio visual department decided to do a number on him and the guy who made the seal is actually makes these satirical seals on a website so ever since this happened he's been busy selling out t-shirts of the seal and mugs Achha, of the seal oh i see that's the someone had posted that on whatsapp today is that the one 
Is that the so one? So they're trying to investigate who is the techie who did who, this, who fiddled with the whole yeah, thing. who put in the wrong seal, and the guy who made it says, "Listen, if the guy says it's a mistake, it can't be because the seal that I made is so deeply hidden within uh, the World Wide Web. It's not like you do presidential seal and it comes up." You have to look for the one which is satirical and all that. So he says, "I congratulate him for doing it, and I love it, and this and that." So it's a big. All right, on you're that, the one who posted it on. Yeah, on the group. Uh, on the group. No, I think it was Anish. Okay, I have a couple of emails. This is from anonymous. He says, "I'm a regular listener of NL Hafta, and I would like to request you to consider discussing the below topics in one of the upcoming episodes. Every time a Hindu is arrested for hate speech or objectionable content, it becomes national news." Even the so-called left of center media outlets and journalists debate on it. However, the arrest of many Muslims for similar objectionable speech content doesn't generate the same level of discussion. Doesn't it show the institutionalized bias in the media? How often does police demand judicial custody of the accused if he, she is a Hindu? Act Ajaz Khan was sent to 14-day police custody for objectionable content. Whereas the recent cases against Hindu hate mongers have always, almost resulted in bail. What does this show that there is no need to change the constitution to discriminate against Muslims? Arbitrary use of existing laws is more than enough to accomplish that goal. I request New Zealand to keep an eye on police actions and court decisions in hate speech to see if there's a pattern. I'm a Hindu, if that matters to you anyway. Thanks and keep up the good work. Dheeraj has a very long mail, so I'll won't read the whole thing, but I will tell you what he's talking about. But that's a little later. Um, I have another shorter mail, which is from. A subscriber, Ayush. This mail is specifically in response to the NLCNR project that you are planning to do. For information, every registered corporate entity is in India needs to file a form BE and two, wherein they'll need to give details of SBOs that significant beneficial owners of the entity. This would be useful in case of finding the real individual owners of the corporates having confusing ownership structures. The last date for this form to be filed is 31/7/2019 which may get extended by a month. However, if it's owned by individual owners, then this form is not to be given. He's given the link. Okay, this is for who owns your media? Yeah, this here's the link for that law. You can get the details of paying 100 rupees or 500 rupees per company from the MCA website. If the media owner is owned by a non-corporate entity, then it's very difficult to get the data. Perhaps RTI can be used. Looking forward to your report, Ayush. Thanks, Ayush. Yeah, that's how we are getting at least the primary information about each corporate, who owns what. But further to the primary information, there are much more complex webs, so it's not just about paying the 100 bucks and getting access to the filings, which we have been doing for a long time. It's using multiple sources and multiple reporters to actually sit and figure out further who owns ABC, you know, private limited. And then some of those are in another entity which is not registered in India. So it's a very, very time-consuming and long process. But thanks for your support. Thanks for your inputs. Uh, so before I move on to the next, this email from our subscriber about Hindu acts being given more weightage by the media than Muslim. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I don't think uh, there is any agenda or bias in the media. Uh, I think it's all it's to do with, uh, like for example, I think in uh, Kashmir, uh, and I remember doing in this podcast, I had commented on it. In Kashmir, it is almost impossible to say um, anything that is against Azad Kashmir and I spoke to a lot of journalists while doing that podcast and many of them I know personally but they will I, I know what they believe but they don't have the guts to say that publicly because the government may be whatever it is whether it's in partnership there everyone is scared of who calls the shots and those people who call the shots who can make life difficult for you in Kashmir 
believe that it should be azad kashmir so they don't want you talking you can be a journalist all you want so i think who is in power and what they endorse has a lot to do with how media takes up things just like i find the entire criticism that oh media never tells al qaeda about human rights you're only telling indian army i think that's one of the dumbest arguments i'll tell you how it works the government and institutions that we have acknowledged as those institutions that run society we have empowered them to take life so when you are fighting uh, for human rights you are fighting people who have that authority al qaeda doesn't so we have a system in to take care of the things that they do i mean they are not going to be appealed to we have not given them the right to take life we have given the army the police the government the right to take life so that's what i'm saying so the power dynamic matters but nico on this you know similar complaints are on the other side with the media that for example uh, when mob violence takes place now mob violence takes place everywhere in india and it's not something which has suddenly emerged post 2014 right uh, now i've almost got lynched because i had an accident once which was no fault of mine because there was a drunk who was on the middle of the road and it happened but i almost got lynched now the bottom line is that mob violence is a reality but mob violence is not just a community based violence there is mob violence and innumerable our friend anand rangarathan has listed out at least uh, 3 dozen cases of mob violence in which muslim mobs were responsible for violence mm-hmm. I haven't seen any mainstream media organization raise that issue. Now, should one take uh, up cudgels on behalf of uh, on on that particular issue? So the point is, various media organizations pick up various issues which they highlight, which is fair enough because you know there are different kinds of media organizations. They have different orientations, different ideological persuasions, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. I don't see why. Uh, a, a media organization which does not highlight one thing, uh, you know, is is obligated uh, to highlight. Yeah, yeah. do so. That's own. fair enough. But so, but that is a complaint which you can make on, on the other side, side as well. Sure. Uh, so I think uh, this is. Uh, Let me let others come in before I uh, move on to the no, next. No, so cow-related violence is definitely. I think if we're coming to the letter, they're talking about two things. One is cow-related violence and. weaponizing well, of slogans actually, like jeshkiran well actually he's talking in general cuz i i think he had written this email before this letter was issued but yeah you can but uh, i don't i of course i think he's talking about hate messaging yeah really. he's just talking about because this this letter email had come in la, uh, earlier this week and i think letter was issued day before yesterday so hmm. yeah but go ahead so no of course there's a lynching problem in india there is a natural sort of there's a a justice that the mob would want to you know give to either a thief or either like you said in an accident but the problem of cow lynching is very specific to a community it is mostly muslims who have been lynched few dalits a few hindus and that kind of lynching the problem there is that you have sanction from the government when you have accused in the front row of a bjp rally you know being invited or being, being offered jobs or being garlanded then there's a tacit sort of messaging that the government sends that okay you protect cows you do whatever you want to to do it and we are with you and that of course has to be addressed in very clear terms that it is a it is a communal thing then you can't like whitewash and say ki acha mob lynching to har jagah hoti hai to this is also part of that i think that's a very specific so that might it's be something a, like no, the right. blasphemy laws of pakistan right like you're i i don't disagree with you on that my only point is that on political grounds 
all kinds of violence is condoned depending on who's in power that's the unfortunate and ugly reality hmm. of, of what indian politics is all about all kinds of mob violence regardless of who's in power depending on what your political persuasion is which has is. which violence has been condoned like which various organizations for example Talking let's about 84 no 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 not not why no, why 84 no, 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 so that's why they condoned it no, no, let's no. talk about bengal the violence which happens in political bengal political violence political violence mm-hmm. you you know mobs are orchestrated by the uh, local government uh, against particular people who are political opponent it's condoned I don't okay. think it's Raman, so, they, they are, so you no. might arrest people and you let them out. No. That is what is happening. No, but for a long time the left did that. But I mean, I'll just come to that. Raman, Mamta Banerjee's government yeah. does it. Mm-hmm. There are other governments which do it. No, uh, if if DMK or, or, or AI DMK organizes a mob or the communists org- organize a mob in uh, Kerala, in Kerala, uh, I haven't seen anybody getting punished for uh, lynchings or murders or whatever else. So. See that's the no, ugly no, reality that depending cases. on what your political persuasion oh, is I at think, one point I of time I think you cannot condone one wrong by you know citing another wrong example uh, example of another wrong so I think in this particular case <clears throat> the mob violence uh, the community mob violence is quite predominant uh, you know since 2014 uh in fact uh, the cases have been listed out also we have the figure uh, in front i think 45 cases have happened since then and we did not see such uh, you know community mob violence uh, in the name of cow or in the name of uh, you know religion uh, in the past so uh, i particular i i feel that this is more prevalent during uh, more than uh, one second hmm. see number 145 cases in what five years no yeah. no i think more than that I don't I'm not really sure. I'm not sure of the number. That the that when Hindus are killed, the media does not cover it in the same way. That's the argument. Twenty days true. ago, Jharkhand, mo, uh, Muslim mob uh, had gone to you know. Yeah, we, we, to we, protest we did the lynching. And people no, did so, talk so, about so, it. So people uh, now are doing it. But the point I'm making. Look, one second. The the one forty five cases in what five years? So on an average nine cases, one case a month on an average. Okay, mm. the problem and in a country of one point two billion people, uh, I do not disagree that there is a political angle to the whole thing because most of this violence happens in states which are BJP ruled. That's also a fact, right? But the thing is that number one, whether we like it or not. Uh, this whole cow business has been an emotional issue for the longest hmm. i think what has now started happening is that even any kind of a violent incident which happens in the name of cow violence tends to get telescoped to a point where it is blown in a way that it seems like the whole country is covered by this kind of lynching and it's happening in every nook and corner that's the impression which goes out which is not really the case So no, I think if you keep a sense of perspective and a sense of proportion then yes nobody is condoning it and nobody is justifying any kind of violence see I am one of those who believes that no kind of violence which is done by private actors uh, can be allowed or can be condoned uh, or can be justified no matter what 
violence has to be the monopoly of the state hmm. the state is authorized to do it we vote in governments so that they have monopoly over violence right i'm very clear on that i'm even a, quite a radical when it comes to uh, freedom of speech unless some see somebody making a statement against another religion hmm. is not hate speech is not hate speech unless hate there speech is, is direct incitement in, in hmm. this particular case which this email talks about the guy is actually inciting violence yeah, ijaz khan sure so i think that is the difference and we need to have certain amount of nuance when we uh, talk about these kind of cases yeah so i mean i have two points on this one is even if um you know the numbers that you're talking about i don't know if those are the right numbers but my point is irrespective of whether it has got equal coverage or not i don't believe the media hides muslim violence but let's assume it does even then i think the biggest mistake is and you know the kind of data you were talking about of anand's on hafta only i've demolished that data often because it's you know one one thread he'll pick up and say look at this there's a very good article in fact in time on the messaging that happens for example today this trivendra singh rawat saying cows exhale oxygen meanwhile a haryana minister says that guy with the beard grey beard mm. which is his name right which who said that if someone harms a cow that person should be killed then there is another bjp ideologue here who will say that yes if anybody harms a cow you can you know give this much of allocation to them that person should get the death penalty or agar tumhare samne ho to apne aap ko roko mat now i will not look at the data bereft of all that's happening around just like what you were saying in kashmir if someone is saying something i know the environment and i know the actors who hold clout here if the actors who hold clout have this to say and you're right political parties organize violence here what's happening is this has become anybody who says mai bharat mata ki jai bolunga aur mai shor machaunga aur mai peetunga i have automatic you know i i'm protected like there's that guy immunity. i yeah. i there's immunity yeah. to yes. so that i think is a very big danger cuz one thing is as as amitabh bachan had said in hum ek hota gutter cockroach wo ala सेहत खराब करता है एक होता है सोसाइटी कॉकरोच वो पूरा सोसाइटी खराब कर देता है वॉट इज हैपनिंग राइट नाउ आर सोसाइटी कॉकरोचेज एज अपोजर सो हेयर इज द थिंग इट्स अ वेरी स्लिपरी स्लोप वी आर ऑन आई डोंट थिंक एंड आई से दिस बिकॉज आई स्टडी अ कंट्री विच हैज गॉन डाउन द स्लिपरी स्लोप एग्जैक्टली राइट and i've seen how that trajectory so shanti of... stronger pakistan he is one of the foremost pakistan yeah, my favorite country i make a living mm. out of them yeah. uh i've seen how you know they have gone down that slope and i've seen how this kind of violence and this kind of a thing initially you know you justify it you condone it you bring in all sorts of religious and other reasons and you know when the society transforms then you find it very difficult to, to retrace your steps so rather than i think we are right now got on to the slippery slope but we can still retrace our steps we go further down i will i think it will be very difficult for us to you know retrace our steps so so to that extent i agree with you that some of these things can need to be reined in and need to be reined in very strongly i have no problems with you know their ideological persuasions or whatever else but at the end of the day if the state has to survive and the state has to thrive then you cannot allow non state actors to act to with impunity laws in their own right so uh, madhu has to go right now for a media rumble related meeting 
So Madhu, I know this is for the sake of news laundry. You have to leave us early. Thank you for coming. Do you have a recommendation before you go? Uh, so people, sh- sorry, Madhu came in for such a short time, but as you know, the media rumble is next weekend, and there's a, so much of stuff being done, and uh, we are convincing some big shots to attend. It's not such a short time. I've been here an hour. So no. okay, the, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our Madhu is okay obviously our company okay, so is in suffering I have a recommendation uh, today is Indian Express there is a piece about uh, policeman Manish that, that traffic mm. policeman yeah that was a good piece ah. the traffic policeman also this Thakur what's her name Sagriya uh, Thakur Pragya Thakur ah. Pragya Thakur where she says that um, we're not here to clean the drains mm. <laughs> I mean come on hmm. you know so you recommend that I recommend that people write in and say she is <laughs> supposed to. Anyway, another more serious one is from the Atlantic.com. It's called An Epidemic of Disbelief. And it's about how new research reveals uh, stuff about sexual predators and why police fail to catch them. It's a very interesting piece. All right. Thanks, Madhu. You can check Madhu out at the Media Rumble where she will be hosting a couple of very interesting sessions as well as putting out the opening remarks. That's on the 2nd and 3rd of August at the India Habitat Center. And I recommend The Lion King in Hindi. Okay. So, f- to book passes for the Media Rumble, go to themediarumble.com and register. Or you can just be a subscriber of News Laundry and you get entry. Anyway, we have lots of amazing guests coming and speakers coming from all over the world, including Gulzar. Ashwarya Dhanush will be there. She's a producer from... Uh, you know the south and she's directed a couple of films down there she also happens to be Rajnikanth's daughter we have Jaggi coming in from Swaraj we have Prasanna we have Shekhar Gupta we have Dhanya Rajendran coming in so we have digital represent we have Anant Goyanka of Indian Express we have Raj Kamal Jha of Indian Express so we have a bunch of people coming from all over all sorts of news organizations so join us at the Media Rumble register and yeah, it'll be a good time. And come and say hi, share your feedback as well. So on that note, I would uh, just like to move on to the... I just wanted to add a point sure. on this. Like he talked about retra- retracing the steps back. And I think that's exactly what we need to do now. And the letter is in that spirit. It's individuals writing to the Prime Minister that, okay, this is happening, this is concerning us. And I think that is the sort of stuff we need, not lists of like Anand Ranganathan's that basically try and normalize and say, nahi kuch nahi hai. this is a pseudo creation. You need to look at the problem and on the data bit, like I don't know how many arrests or lynchings happen in Pakistan on blasphemy laws, but look at what it does to minority rights or the chilling effect it creates in minorities. It's the same thing here. No, maybe, that guy just maybe, maybe 40 that, that deaths, song, maybe 30 guy, guy deaths. hasn't been arrested. How you know? it hasn't been arrested? Yeah, 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 he's been arrested today. Today, today he's been today. arrested. Okay. So, but, but yesterday, yesterday he was giving interviews. I saw that. No, but today I give you another example. I was coming from ITO, hmm. Patriot office. At the crossing, uh, I suddenly saw the three, four, uh, you know, uh, motorbikes with the saffron Kavariyas, Gamcha, blatantly, they were trying to break the, you know, rule. So they were standing right in the middle of the road. I mean, and and without helmet, nothing. So I said, I mean, if the traffic police can catch them. But I was very, very happy to see one traffic policeman. He came running and he said, how can you stand here? Go back. Or go to the other direction, but yes, they were not. I think they that's were good not because last year there were a few very ugly incidences, yes. but now so, so, probably they're so ready So I for was it. very happy to see the traffic policeman acting. But these guys, if you go on the highway, 
You no, cannot. It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. You ask me. I am huh? traveling from Gurgaon to Delhi every day, yes. and it's a mess. It's a mess. All right. Now uh, let me just speak about Sheila Dixit having gone. I, I mean, I will be the first one to say, and and you know, everyone can come in. Although we've spoken a little bit of this earlier, I think she was a very graceful lady. She was very gracious. She was very polite. Uh, this is something actually she was a, she was the anti congress in that sense because when i used to be a reporter and i've said this earlier on hafta i remember jagmohan contested against who in 97 99 when he won um jag, against yeah, rajesh khanna rajesh khanna by one vote i think he no, no. i don't know he won no but i remember he won so we had all all the reporters we had, or, and or rajesh khanna won by no, one no, vote no no the, the, the election i'm talking about uh, jagmohan Jag won. won so all of us had and those were ballot counting hoti thi and remember all the us reporters had one no matter what our ideological thing was we liked to go to interview a sushma swaraj or a jagmohan because when you went to their house it was a very middle class house they'd say aur andar beta andar hai wo abhi aate hain interview mein you know jagmohan's wife would come or Sushma Swaraj, you know, some they'd come and give you laddu or matri and chai, and you'd sit. But if you went to interview, let's say Sibbal or Chidambaram, you wait outside like a you know like a peon, and when Saab will come and give you a bite, so that was very clear. I think Sheila Dixit is one of the few Congress leaders who had that kind of relationship. So that's why she was very popular with journalists, because on that she had that auntie-like this thing. But I think this whole thing that oh she was so cooperative while working, dude, she had the Congress. in the center i mean you can say that she managed to get stuff done okay. i remember once i'll just finish and then the floor is yours joy i remember when the whole law and prop thing happened you know law and security in, in delhi she said i'm so helpless as the center dude it's your party you and sonia are supposed to be thick as thieves and she was dealing with a natal let's you deal with the modi you know so this whole thing i think is a little overdone i i mean the amount of corruption and that is those were my days as an rt activist the amount of corruption we found from the sidewalks that to build to the flyash bricks scams that are happening just the commonwealth game scam was yeah. the big one the level of corruption at every level of governance in delhi during her tenure i think is being whitewashed just because let's make arvind kejriwal look like a ladaku no no listen it's not about just about arvind kejriwal so you're talking about sheila dikshit she had the congress government backing her up in the center and earlier she had atal atal yeah oh, not for a very long period sure. because mm. the government was voted out uh, mm. within 6 months mm. the point is not that the point is that you remember there was a chief minister before sheila dikshit a mm. man by the name of madanlal kurana yes who despite having a bjp government was an obstructionist on everything mm. right so it's a it's the quality of a politician how to get work done it does not matter whether it's your party or some other party that is one part of it the second part of it is that you cannot be the chief minister of a state dependent on uh, a state like delhi for example dependent on the central government where you know you are uh, using the most abusive language against the prime minister and then expect that you know everything you want to get done will get done listen politics is the art of the possible you have to find ways to get work done yes there was corruption i agree with you that there was a lot of stories about corruption and the level was and and, and, and it was astounding also, no? yeah. and, and, and and the congress party got punished for it hmm. but despite that corruption let's talk about a state like uh, or a city like bangalore right which is one of the which cities in india projects to it's the rest of the now. world no, right it's, it's totally screwed up yeah. right 
not there isn't there corruption out there but work doesn't happen in delhi while there was and i'm not condoning corruption even for a minute what i'm trying to say is that at least a lot of work did happen and that is something which is undeniable whether it was infrastructure whether it was the power situation yes there were other scams which were in the offing which were scorched for example on water supply hmm. you remember that yeah. right uh, so those are the things which were scorched but she had ideas she would implement them she was a good administrator and she was a decent person yeah the uh, good administrator and uh, i agree with him and uh, see you will remember people always remember her for uh, the flyovers that she made right, right? today kejriwal has made 21 flyovers in 4 years hmm. nobody will know him hmm. so why because she was a better administrator she <laughs> kejriwal is not so 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 uh, whereas i'm um, kejriwal has also worked ফ্লাডপ্লেন to turn it into a water reservoir they he needed the center's approval the center has given approval and he has thanked the center and all but that but his yeah. initial dharna uh, bazi while in government has really worked against him in that narrative because i i also think people don't people don't are not still willing to give him that stature when he can as a one time chief minister take on a three time cm and a pm no, and i think I he's also think got punctured yeah i think Ah, I, you the know they've got punctured yeah. in Punjab they've yeah. got punctured in this particular uh, the general election yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of organization party organization has gone down yeah so okay, i, I so think all of that must have you know given up a bit of a wake up call and jitna bacha hai let me hold uh, on to so that i have two quick emails this one is from pranay nikam uh he's talking about the last week our entire conversation about cctv cameras pranay says dear team hafta hope you all are doing well i'm not a research scholar or an nri so i'm not certain if my letter would be read as all letters read in the hafta oh, either of the two what's he trying to insinuate yeah sir of nris ke letter pe aisa nahi hai pranay it's just that a lot of these post doctoral phd types write to us so that's why we read it out we don't pick those out separately but i think those guys have a lot of time na <laughs> you can just piss them off <laughs> now you can piss them off <laughs> first of all great job team hafta i don't think enough credit is given to the job you've been doing especially to kartik tejhawan anil kumar and satish kumar keep up keep it up people thank you anil thank you kartik I agree with Anand when he talks about people who are liberals in theory and not in practice. A lot of people I know are vocally progressive in public but alarmingly regressive in private. If you observe the people enabling the men accused in Me Too movement in India, they're all maybe woke types as Abhin Anand likes to say. I have this theory the more a person acts or displays wokeness, the more caveman type he is. See what I did there, wink wink. The moment I hear the intellectuals intellectualizing about installing of CCTV cameras in Delhi, I knew something was wrong. 
I'll do a quick survey of people who have kids in school, boss. Not only every private school has CCTV ins- installed in every nook and corner. They provide live feeds and updates of every moment of the student to their respective parents. So I wouldn't be wrong in saying that all these intellectuals having kids in top-notch, expensive schools would be checking on their kids through school app while crying privacy, privacy. Regards, Pranay. And the other email, which is... Sev- That's a very interesting thing to do, right? We should have checked uh, private, private schools. schools yeah. What is the CCTV? So, and- seven, 90 words, ke hai, Pranay. Uh, sorry, Dheeraj Kalgutkar. I can't read your whole email. It's almost 800 words. We have that, you know, 250 word limit. But what he's saying is, as regard to Hafta 232, and especially with the discussion on CCTVs in classrooms, I'm shocked and appalled. None except Raman sir had any objections to it, with which Raman had elaborated a little. Or better, you could have dialed in a par Gupta or Meghnad. Let me try to paraphrase how damaging this move is. And then Dheeraj goes on to say he's a coder and it's it's an invasion of your privacy when you're being watched. He says when his boss is leaning over him, he can't code. When he says leave me alone, he does his work a lot better. Always being watched screws up how you work, how your mind works. And... Um, so, yeah, uh, he says uh, it's a terrible idea, CCTV cameras. Anyway, what's your view? I, I was in favor of them. Raman was against them. No, Madhu no, was in favor I of was, them. I was in favor of CCTV camera outside the classroom. Not inside the classroom, I'm against it completely. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, look, you know, we are... You have kids in, in school? I have kids in school. Hmm. They're in a private school, which I call a club. But but that's besides the point. Huh. The point is I don't get a live feed on what they do. Huh. Uh, I don't monitor what they do on the net. Uh, and I try and tell them what is right and what is wrong. But they have to find their own way in mm. life. So I, I, beyond that, I can't even control them. Uh, and I think it's a mugs game to do it. But the point is not that. The point is that, look, I have no problems if you have CCTV cameras to ensure the safety of kids. But if you're going to be putting it in, and because we have this habit, despite the fact that we believe in the concept of Mariada, hmm. we actually don't practice Mariada. So hmm. while there's nothing wrong with CCTVs, trying to install it in every classroom, every nook and corner, that's excessive, right? Uh, what you need CCTVs is... is for security. For, for security. Yes. Not because to see, you know, and look, Mm. we've all been kids, we've all been in class, we've all done stupid things in classrooms, including flick other people's... I used to flick everybody's tiffin boxes. I used to (laughs) early morning go and check who had brought what food and then, you know, steal their sandwiches, stuff like that. The point is that now if somebody is going to penalize me for doing (laughs) something like that, that's terrible. I think that's part of growing up, you know, kids, kids learn that. And and, and to be that intrusive, it's not about privacy. It's about being intrusive. Intrusive. Hmm. Okay. It's the same thing on a whole. And a lot of guys who talk about privacy use Android phones. And then they talk about privacy. For God's sakes, yeah. Give me a break. Explain a little about why Android phones are so... It's a... Look, have, do you use an Android phone? No, Completely I have an iPhone. Intrusive. What does it do? It's totally intrusive. <laughs> I see. It it monitors everything you do. And I don't know that every time somebody speaks, whether somebody is listening. And now we are getting to know that, you know, we've got these nice fancy gizmos. Yeah, which are uh, recording. Amazon, the, Eco yeah. and uh, hmm. Google Home and stuff like that, which were very exciting that, you know, we could speak to them and they would play things. And now you get to know that, shit, I was talking to my wife and maybe somebody was listening in, right? So I've like switched off all of them. I kept them outside every room, yeah? So the point is that you are doing that and then you are talking about uh, privacy. privacy. So I think we are taking privacy also to excessive levels. Hmm. We should have intrusiveness is what I am against. 
privacy is again a concept which needs to be defined a lot more uh, carefully than what we are doing i think we are we are being very extremist about it at least in the schools i think the ryan uh, international, ryan international school. school where the murder, the murder happened, happened that was cctv footage played an important yeah, role in zeroing yeah, yeah. but not inside the, the class ha, not inside. I, that was just was the, the corridor, corridor from yeah. the, the, the so walk yeah, stuff from like the, that it makes sense there's the school building yes, and the bathroom yes, and that walk yes. they saw who walked that's what i was pointing out that if even if you look at the crimes that have happened in the school premises they all have happened outside the classroom mm. they haven't happened in the yeah. classroom so so the idea of having uh, you know I didn't like it at all. There is a relationship between teachers and the students and I think let it be like that and even between students. No, mm. and if the idea is that you're going to monitor, you know, put CCTV cameras in the classrooms to monitor how the teacher, the teacher is teaching, is, uh, then that is something you should have considered before hiring, hiring the teacher. Yeah. That, that I agree. Okay. Now I'll talk about what Mr. Malik said, the JNK governor. He, while making a speech, he got very excited. Boris Johnson again. And he says... <laughs> Yeah, he looks a bit like Boris Johnson, like Satyapal Malik. Can you think about it? If Boris Johnson got a tan and ate a little more, he'd look a lot like Satyapal Malik. Says, "Ladke jo bandook liye huye hain, Fizul ne hathe logon ko mar rahe hain, PSOs ko marte hain, SPOs ko marte hain. Bhai, kyu mar rahe ho inko? Unhe maro jinhone tumhara mulk looti hai, jinhone tumhari Kashmir ki saari dolat looti hai. Inme se bhi koi mara aapne abhi tak." And that led to, you know. Omar Abdullah because before that he was talking about political families having looted Kashmir so it kind of he said it's a dog whistle that you're telling him to kill us so of course as a governor I think uh, this gentleman who actually lives in my colony or used to before he became governor I think it's really <laughs> foolhardy and bizarre thing to say very stupid but but Sushant this reminds me of one of your friends back when you used to run your publication and used to have those bunch of friends who were lawyers and some of them were IAS. I don't know, one of them had said ki, you know, we were talking about how the the brazenness of corruption is so much today. And I was like, it was never so brazen. He said, who was the last big leader who was assassinated? So I was like, I don't know. I said, Bayant Singh, maybe, you know, Punjab, the bomb blast. I think he was the big leader to be assassinated. He says, you know, as long as there were terrorists who were taking on big leaders, no big leader wanted to be in the headlines. No one wanted to be Amar Singh. Don't become too brazen. But once there was no fear, then everybody became brazenly corrupt. So, oh. so, the, theory, <laughs> so the theory he propounded was that at one level, terrorists prevent brazen corruption. So I sat Such back mean. and I was very young. I was in my early 20s. I was like, and this guy was much older. I think he, he was like 8, 10 years older than me. So I was, that doesn't make sense, but it also makes sense. I don't know. What, so I think Satyapal Malik has been spending a lot of time with that gentleman <laughs> because the logic no, is no, the But same. look, look, number one, this is, this is a colloquial way of saying things. That, you know, and, and very often, not in this particular context, but in a number of other things, that when somebody is on the streets agitating about something and you say that, why the hell are you agitating about this? Why don't you agitate about something else? Why are you targeting these people? These are not the guys responsible. The guys responsible are somebody else. So that's the colloquial way of, you know, dealing with it. And perhaps the governor said certain things which from his perch, he should not have said, right? Because it, of his position. It's politically incorrect. Mm. But I'm just wondering why people like Umar Abdullah and Farooq Abdullah and the rest of them who've actually really enjoyed the uh, fruits of being in power 
uh, are 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 reacting the way they have because the guys uh, most of the other people have kind of kept quiet uh it's not that every politician has jumped up and you know did uh, mehbooba say anything to this did she respond to this uh, i i, no, I don't think so mehbooba would have said something weird because that's what she does these days <laughs> but uh, that's not the point so so my point is that this was a colloquial way of putting things and he should not maybe have said it but the fact of the matter is i think he was trying to connect with them that listen why are you killing these poor policemen who go home after doing their duty who are just doing their jobs and you know you go and target these guys brutally you have killed so many of these fellows uh, and that rather than doing that you should be targeting people who have actually which robbed which is the also state. actually you tell me if it's a new thing cuz this is something i remember when i was speaking to journalists in my podcast they said you notice and i'm talking about you know the youth most of our anger is against the army it's not against the police because the police are our own because the way the police behaves with us also is not how the army behaves with us and the way because he says today he's doing a lati charge in the evening the guy who was in the mob is probably his neighbor's son because the cops are from there but the army is not from there there'll be some from tamil nadu there'll be some rajrif there'll be from you know marathas so is this targeting police officers in kashmir a new phenomenon no 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 it's not it's no. not a new phenomenon but yeah, i don't quite agree You know, I have heard something com- completely different. Hmm. That it, they don't have so much of a grouse against the army hmm. uh, as much as they do against the police, because it's the police ultimately which is responsible for law and order, and is on the uh, actually when it comes to disturbances and others, it's not the army which is you know either firing uh, pellet guns or yeah, firing yeah. tear gas or doing large charge. But most of the cases that new uh, organisation Kashmir take right out of the Supreme Court, like the Konan Pushpura case, all that. they are all army related none of the police related cases so they take so how many of them yeah and, and and then what happens is look kashmir is a dirty war right and what is happening is that very often it is so much easier to because it the, of the whole politics around and the insurgency out there uh, that you have to target the army so you will take up cudgels against the army and try and drag them into court the army has its own very very strong Uh, and robust uh, disciplinary mechanisms but very often what happens is that you know just because somebody has filed a complaint does not necessarily mean that the complaint is valid uh, or has any truth through it so it it works both ways uh, and 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 in many cases the army has cracked down uh, many officers have lost their jobs many of them uh, have been put in prison many Some of them have lost seniority like mr gogoi colonel major yes. whatever he is Ma- so so those things do happen but the army has its own way of deciding the proportionality of punishment depending on what the uh, infraction so is so if uh, even if it is colloquial uh, a governor cannot say what are such words yeah a. sure <laughs> and uh, it's b, politically incorrect yes uh, b b uh, the most of the psos who are getting killed i think they get killed because of because the terrorists suspect that they are the mukhbirs they are the ones who are passing on the information I so see. so most of them have got killed because of this mm. manisha you I don't have a take on this study. Okay so before we wind up I just had two more quick issues to take up we'll try to finish them in 10 minutes one is of course this letter so those of you who don't know 49 achievers as they call them which included filmmakers singers dancers wrote a letter to the prime minister saying that the jai shri ram slogan has been weaponized in a way they referred to it that it is being used to intimidate and it's it's wrong it shouldn't happen today 60 61 um 
celebrities i went over the list i knew seven names eminent, i did not know the name of the rest there was some just du professors also uh, i mean one of the top few names was vivek agnihotri i i still wonder vivek agnihotri how he's still a credible name for anybody you know people invite him to talk i know of college just because you don't like him doesn't mean that no i'm not saying i dislike him but yeah. i don't like a lot of people i i don't i don't, i don't particularly like ram madhav but i don't think you can question him on his heft of whatever input he gives vivek agnihotri has said the most bizarre stuff it's like you know it's like saying ki bhai uh, someone who every, every he has gone on record to give all wrong information saying aao ab aap bhi hame credibility lend karo so i'm really surprised but he, he gave the idea of urban naxal to the government yeah, so. that's what i was saying is that so anyway so that that letter was given as a counter to that to saying that though there is there is no weaponization happening so when that happened ki bhai there is no weaponization of the jay shri ram slogan happening one bjp mla decided why why let this letter go unheeded so a jharkhand bjp mantri starts intimidating the video is today just about 2 hours ago another mla he is saying say jashram who's muslim jashram bol kyun tu babar ki aulaad hai kya tu babar and he's intimidating jashram in a protest outside the assembly when that guy is asking for that you know we want bijli pani so now i just thought that these guys have submitted the letter and some from the bjp does exactly the opposite so i think it is possible for a slogan and my recommendation is going to be along to be a religious and innocent slogan like when we were kids and at the same time to be weaponized i do believe today it is a weapon just like what radhavit tavi listen at least as far as bengal is concerned it's become a rallying cry uh, no so it's possible and but a lot of other places in the country it is a I, cry so to intimidate I, as hindu if i had to say jai shri ram during my uh, i mean i think 20 30 years ago i had no fucking problem yeah i mean jai shri ram is such a it was normal but today today i just don't want to say i've i written an article on I this mean, in the early 2000s am ali nerdun the greeting there was jai shri ram huh? or jai ram ji so that is how we used to that was normal but it there was no other connotation to it ram ram what why has it been become a rallying cry because the moment you shout out that slogan when you have mad mamta reacting the way she reacts but then limited, i say fine it's, it's not really no, 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 it's not no. limited to kolkata no 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 it might not be limited to kolkata it's spread out all over bengal now right uh, and it's become a rallying cry for the people who want to oust mamta banerji now whether you like it or not that is the reality now in other places if it is being weaponized in a, a different manner uh to intimidate that's a different issue in 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 bengal it is a slogan of resistance to the kind of fascism which the mamta banerji government is doing out there right from the, the bjp basically bjp workers retort to her like they yeah, know this is her off but that is very She different from regular guys saying ki hindustan mein rehna hoga jai shri ram kehna hoga or making so i think it uh, is i think it has reached a level know, where was, it is definitely infiltrated regular people yeah, like yeah and that's like what's us. disturbing in that thief guy that you know in jharkhand who was, ah, was beaten up it's true that any other thief could have also been beaten up or lynched but the way the mob was like jai shri ram bol bol jai hanuman bol jai shri ram that is just it's and you see so many of these videos now coming everywhere two boys two young boys wearing a skull cap in a metro 
random guy just slapping them bol because you can do it no and, and, and making a video and saying bol dikhe and it's got to do with already what's got to do with we are a society where everybody is sorry go ahead one more thing not just this bjp spokespersons like sambit patra who come on republic But they, they heckle their panelists say bolo jai shri ram bolo jor se bolo jai shri ram bolo so that is what is no, what so, they are saying so, so one, scary one is one is the politicization and using it as a political slogan both for rallying both for resistance for everything else the other is what which is more disturbing is what you know what you're talking about again you know i i think there's something psychologically disturbed about people one i find people who take selfies psychologically disturbed <laughs> uh secondly i and, you and have a daughter most, how can you say that <laughs> no my 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 daughter hates it because oh, my wife likes to take selfies just to irritate my daughter <laughs> who gets really pissed off when <laughs> anybody is taking a selfie <laughs> Yeah. uh but uh, but you know we are a selfie obsessed nation we've actually fallen off cliffs while taking selfies not just indians man everywhere in the world but yeah. mostly indians uh-huh. yeah the uh, number of cases <laughs> and 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 the way people you know you randomly they're going in a, a, a metro or you're going on the street and people are taking selfies of so i, I find it strange anyway hmm. it's narcissism uh, of the worst kind hmm. uh okay i don't want to say certain things because otherwise uh <laughs> there will be problems but yeah. so, so Now because I there are many other people who are selfie obsessed uh, uh, i talk with uh, the prime minister uh, but i'm not saying anything about anybody but uh, that's that's what the situation is but so one is that the other is you know suddenly uh, we are like monkeys with a machine gun you know this camera on the phone everything is being videographed and we have to and, show and, it and, off and we have to show it off yeah. so so this so it is an empi- i was coming to that we are a nation that is so em- disempowered every level you know whether it is the guard outside cuz hierarchies are so, so you beat up this some this is a way guy. people feel empowered yeah, and so if you today, beat up somebody you and you photograph it and then you air it all over you get your 10 seconds of fame or infamy and you think that you've arrived no, in you life. feel empowered like i saw this video which you know i felt like disgusted and sad at the same time it's these three guys who are pissing inside a muslim sufi dargah and say chal kar salam uth uske those green what the dargah looks like there's a green this thing and he goes basically turns around and he has a saffron this thing and it was on uh, twitter it's clear these guys belong to not not like low middle class they are really poor you can tell by the slippers by the clothes where the mal nourished they are but this act made him feel strong for that once in his life and his friend put it and he said tweet and kar is being and noticed of course and gadhas like zaid hamid uh. across the border will pick it up and just see how they, so suddenly you have become famous and, and when you see the that same. guy they're not different they, yeah, they, so exactly they do the, something so, similar so, no, but how, what i'm saying is so yeah. that is your but and and i think that's the biggest trick the devil has played on humanity anywhere in the world is to do something vile to feel empowered and make you believe that i have given you that power and my problem with the whole chant is that is what it's done and i think that's worrying but i'll give you the last word joy before we move on to the next and then wind up i said what i had to say okay now um so if anyone has anything else in the news world that you thought was curious or not so you were asking what was the republic ad so i will just tell you basically Glorious. what republic had said is this is republic tv arnab goswami's yeah. news enterprise so they said republic storms digital we have fought the pseudos on tv and now we will storm them out on digital like what did churchill say we fought them on the beaches uh, we fought them in the... so he's like 
calling out digital journalists and digital interns to come join Arnab. Send us your CVs. Careers at republicworld.com. Another one says, hashtag Republic Storms Digital. Pseudos and trolls, beware. Those who don't believe in the nation can do no good on digital. <laughs> they have had it. They have had it too good so far. And now Arnab and the Republic Media Network are coming to storm them out. Fire in your CVs. <laughs> so, if you want a job and you're a young intern, how lovely to say, we'll, first of all, he'll like, what he'll smoke them out of where, storm them out of where, like he's sounding like, out of the digital space. Okay, storm them out of the digital. Okay, storm them out. Okay. So, I'm just thinking you're a young person who says, I'll make a difference. You see this ad. Oh, no. Fada, Recruit. I'm like, dude. You know, and, and after that performance of his, the Parna Sen, I genuinely think, and I keep saying this. Oh, God. The I don't Sen. think he is sane. And if it's an act he does for television, all the more worrying. I, I don't think that is... A, a man who is sane and I, I include Rahul Shiv Shankar and the fact that these guys have this kind of a following I find it fascinating commentary of our times that such obvious it's insanity no, goes it's not about insanity it's about you can say calling out the bluff of most of these people these 39, 40, 49 people who wrote this letter uh, and uh, these are people who suddenly you know they are like Barsati Mendak who suddenly come out say something, then go back into their holes, right? You really feel strong about it, then you should be consistent in the positions you take and you should be unbiased in the positions you take if you're trying to play that game, hmm. right? I don't see that. So one is that. One, and the other thing is, whether you like it or not, and maybe he's very shrill and all of that, he takes clear-cut positions. Oh, not at all. Uh, he takes Please. very clear-cut he positions. He does U-turns. I'll show you a whole mm -hmm. medley of his positions. No, no. Where depending on who's in power, what his position has been. He says exactly the opposite. On specific issues, he takes clear-cut positions and which are positions which at that point of time or on that particular episode or incident, that is what people are but feeling. As a journalist, he's no. not supposed no. to take questions. Maybe, maybe, no, but maybe I so. think you maybe don't so. hear him. But the point is there are other journalists, okay, who don't take any position on anything and who take position depending on who's paying the fattest check. Which is him. Which is, according to you, him, according to me, not necessarily. Okay, no, I, right? I, I have documentary evidence very to back that. He, huh. Look, he has taken very strong positions on a number of issues and on, for example, on some of these lynching cases and all, he has taken up cudgels on behalf of people who have got lynched and he has actually taken on uh, the ruling party at that point of time. So it's, it, those incidents might be few and far in between, but the fact is he has taken positions, right? Uh, that outrage which he expresses in his shows yeah, I suppose that's what people want to hear because they've had just enough of too much of this kind of, you know, mealy-mouthed political correctness and here is a guy who's taking a position. So, the thing is, he has set the trend. Please tell me who doesn't follow it. The guys who don't follow it don't get watched. Hmm. So, that we don't know yet. I mean, I am really, I'm really skeptical about the numbers. Who's really watching television news? I don't think a lot of people. Yeah, we've done a lot of story on Bark, Republic. which is a, mm, mm. And uh, listen, he goes on about Barkhadat, about radio tape. When he was with Times Now, he, they didn't publish the radio tapes. Mm. Gopi has said this, and Gopi is no left winger. He's a, you know, right of center, center voice. He said that Times Now with him, he was like running away. Not it was open, and Vinod Mehta who published the radio tapes. Mm. Uh, so, and 
he is a complete bjp stooge there is no ideology and this is very established before 2019 he was just True. keep flipping his positions so, based so, on what so was suiting even if so so so, hmm. so let me hold brief for him hmm. on this but even because it's let us come back to you he's hmm. not a journalist he's not a journalist yeah uh, that's clear he's not a journalist who is he hmm. no he on television no, i want no, to know who is a journalist no, no, on television he's a i think reporters none of this which reporters which reporters lots of reporters the guys who actually report but he look Uh, you know what reports are carried and what are not carried anyways that's hmm. besides the point the point is i don't see which anchor which so called big name is really a journalist hmm. in the strictest sense of the word hmm. okay now here's what i'll say on him one is i don't agree with you that be unbiased there is no such thing as unbiased it there we've done a podcast on it it is an unachievable end bias exists knowing or unknowing you know agenda driven or not just the act of observing something one person will observe x another person will observe y as long as it is factually communicated i think that's journalism however i don't think the response to mealy mouthed positions or lack of them is insanity so and i i have no i i i agree with uh, uh, manisha we have done a bunch of reports numbers are very not credible right now of what is watched but even if he's the most watched that's got nothing to do with anything i mean just because rajnikanth's whatever robot was the most watched film i still think it's a shit film i mean so the the debate but is look, not yeah the see, debate the, is not quantifiable personal opinion yeah, right of course all these are and, personal and, opinions and, yeah. but what i'm saying is but in his case uh the complete the level of vile you know uh, disgusting commentary that he comes up with just like what you were saying was at least like i find it interesting that you who would be so critical of arvind kejriwal for his conduct maybe he's done some good work but his conduct is horrible sheila dikshit is a graceful woman if why is that logic works one way but not another way where he's not doing any remarkable journalism so he's not adding anything there but what he's taking away from the public discourse is a communication that is so disgusting and vile that in my view i like i used to encourage kids when i was young where is it news dekho kuch I don't know of any sensible adult Boss, here is the who thing. switches who will keep Arnab on the Learn, show listen content. deal with it hmm. okay that's the new reality please tell me which other channel doesn't follow that same model I but that doesn't that's not no, the no, point no, but that's the model of course jo, and, and jo, we call them out also jo dikhta also. hai jo dikhta hai wo dikhta hai but, and that's pathetic but, but like that's people like rahul shankar are worse pathetic or you not but call it no, pathetic but, that is the reality you have to live with it but but jo phir once phir to ever news dikhti thi to what's your problem with that i don't understand to wo abhi bhi dikhti hai to phir so then so then so then yaar the time news kab nahi thi you tell me please tell me so that's what i'm saying at the time news kab nahi thi at the time when journalists were lobbyists and that was established why is that a problem that see the problem so we can say that for the last 70 years for the last 70 years there was only paid news need to usko justify kyu kar rahe hai i'm not just i'm saying this is the reality learn to live with it no why should we the same thing could be said about radio tape deal with it it's reality no but we went out we went out against those is that there was illegality involved in it That no, a lot of journalists no, were no, not no, doing what? illegal stuff. They were just being brokers. They were just being. Ah, so th- they fine. were unethical, not they illegal. They were unethical. No, 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 and they got caught out. The point is, chore who is who is caught. But there was no illegality. Now the point is, you can. You're saying you're condemning. We are giving. No, no, the illegality was about what Radia was trying to that, fix. That is separate. Yeah, that, that was, was the illegality. Yeah, that is separate. But what I'm saying is, 
we are attributing certain value judgments to these issues what is quantifiable is not debatable unless you wake agnihotri so so, so, so we, we, are, we can we judgments cannot, look, we, we then cannot you are entering into the realm of the subjective right that is what all so commentary fine. is yeah no, so basic are, standards so, of journalism so, so, fairness mm. you're when uh, was both there fairness sides, no there no, is no, today there's. today also there's journalism that is fair चूतिया but that's how the reality could so on a decent time that's 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 nothing i mean and uh, if anything just look at i mean i think the best judge of republic is look at the resignations that republic has seen some very bright men some of them in orf they left republic and these are smart reporters not left reporters right reporters centrist or right leaning have left his organizations today there's no one other than arnab it's arnab and then a bunch of people that he can probably influence bully in his organization he doesn't have any takkar ka journalist in his own organization from any other anyway i was just i just found that appeal to get people to join him very funny <laughs> on twitter that's a, it's okay that's his business model what's wrong with it i think there's something wrong with it i know it's his business model i think there's something really wrong with it and i i would be i, I would be ashamed if one of my friends or family members is doing that and yeah i mean so i mean it's as right or wrong as you know what yadurappa does or what you know just like see a response to when someone condemns let's say some like if you say kejriwal is a, an idiot who should not be chief minister the response that is and what's wrong with it you think there's something wrong with it that's why you disagree with it no i mean no, that no, is no, no, no. all commentary is that no, only I, no listen here is the thing what i am saying in the case of you because you're comparing two different things It, when kejriwal does what he does he doesn't have that bandwidth that he can get away with it there are other Says people who? so mamta banerjee abuses the prime minister also but mamta banerjee is an empowered chief minister kejriwal is not so, but, no, no. so one second hmm. kejriwal needs to get his work done he needs to find a way out mamta banerjee no, but, thinks that by being combative the way she is no, but, she is getting her uh, no, you but, know you no, assumed what the end is na like i for me the end is for me the end is a certain sensible commentary that is what news is about so i have assumed that's the end here you have assumed that the end is that he should get along with maybe his model like the response that his model is mujhe jhagda karna hai how do you know that's true or not see the answer to there is that is what he wants to do that he of course that's everyone does what they want to do but commentary is all about finding ways of finding arguments that is that desirable in the larger context of whatever value you attribute it's no, all which, value judgments okay right? which again so so again i am being very subjective on this issue just as you are exactly. being subjective when we are arguing about it can i make just one point sure. like i watched pakistani television news after kulbushan jadhav's verdict it was disgusting the channels the anchors there matlab they are just lying to the country saying ki dekho kya tamacha pad gaya pakistan ke muh pe there was just geo one channel saying that no you know pakistan should have given consular access we've lost on the core point and i'm sure like there are sensible people in pakistan who do call out you know these stupid media houses who are portraying lying to the country i mean they can also say ki kya hai ye to reality hai arnab does that kind of journalism in india you know he he completely lies to the nation on many issues he'll completely twist facts to suit 
and he's lied on his shoes you know lied on true very very i mean we've done so many pieces on it it's, so does it's, other it's exhausting it to now <laughs> even you know look at his lie and you know but what i'm saying is that as news professionals you have to call that out we can't just say ki nahi chalta hai it's a business model kyunki hamara bhi model wo hai na hamara model hai dusron ki dukan se apni dukan chalti hai whatever works for whoever yeah it's fine so now uh, i would like to end with this app that had come up called the face app which apparently was being run by someone in russia and everyone was clicking a selfie and then it ages your face apparently so um and then everyone found out that it gets access to all the photographs and can use it in any context wherever they want however they want and there was a paid version of this app for 800 bucks i'm just curious you know did any of you use that app no i didn't all these facebook games are all data collection you just shouldn't play but it's those. not facebook it's an app so how is it facebook i mean it comes through facebook generally it just goes viral on facebook your friend does it then you'll get a link and then you'll i see so a lot of people posted that and then one day I've later i reached that point of age that i don't want to see how i look when i age <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay for these 20 some things to you know try out because that because now we're there already huh I don't know about you. I am there already, so you're not that much older than me, also. Yeah. Just a few years. I'm just making you feel nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So um, my song for today is actually an ode to this app by Gulzar. But before I do that, if you have any comments, criticism, you want to tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, write to contact at newslaundry dot com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry dot com. If you have any abuse to leave, you can leave it at Manisha or Raman or Sushant's Twitter timeline. If you have anything nice to say, you can leave it on my timeline. If you want to listen to some good on-ground reports being discussed and shared, check out a podcast called Reporters Without Orders, where a young set of journalists who go on the ground, unlike me, who just sits here and pillows gyan, come back and tell you stories from what they gather on the ground. Rate our podcast from wherever you're getting your podcast. It helps us boost our ratings, and more people listen, and more people subscribe. Pay to keep news free. Do subscribe to News Laundry. And before I end with the song, let me get the recommendations for the week. So, Shant, what recommendation do you have to our listeners? Bohemian Rhapsody, brilliant oh, film. Brilliant film. Super. Brilliant. Oh, acha. Okay. Uh, Why? Brings back memories. Mm. The music. Of a fabulous band. Mm. Uh, and a extremely well-made film. Brilliant film. I loved it. Okay. Raman sir, your recommendation? Uh, I'll pluck two of our stories. Uh, one is uh, this Kolkata stories of hope and survival from a boxing academy. Hmm. Um, the Dalits are uh, you know going to this academy and uh, they are taking boxing to express themselves. So very interesting story. And another media story by Ayush Tiwari. Mm-hmm. This is uh, about Open Magazine, mm-hmm. their obsession with Narendra Modi. Mm-hmm. So we picked up ten of their cover story and he's done a brilliant job with their story. I see. I will recommend um, Lalan Top's interview with Aruna uh, Anurag Kashyap on this letter. I think he's really articulated himself well, and everyone should watch it just to sort of understand where he's coming from. I see. So I have two recommendations. One is actually this article uh, in the Time magazine that I had posted in response to a rather ill-thought-out and, in my view, uh, illiterate tweet by Bhupen Chobe. It's a piece based on a study. that how dangerous ideas that are not like regular right of center ideas but like radical ideas how they spread online and other than online sharing 
offline actors have a lot to do with how those ideas spread so they have tracked this phenomena in different parts of the world and there is this kind of study that's come out of it and this piece is based on that and in that piece there are several links to other studies based on the same thing so i think that is something that is very relevant to our times i would recommend that the other thing i want to recommend is the piece on rti the constitution episode on what the rti does how it's important how it empowers citizens and how the world over what they say about sunshine laws that you know sunshine is the best disinfectant so you see why it's important and if you can and if those of you who are young like many of us were 10 15 years ago and have the energy speak up figure out a way to peace, peacefully protest and save this law it will save us all on that note i will leave you with this song of gulzar that i'm sure he wrote keeping in mind face app because uh uh you know like no matter what you look like and especially if you're a podcast listener you will identify with it because you know us by our voices not by our faces until next week goodbye thank you joy for joining us always a pleasure podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please